Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today for an overview of Bill 8, the Justice Statute, Statutes Amendment Act 2023. If passed, Bill 8 would help increase access to justice and improve clarity for Albertans by defining terms more clearly and ensuring legislation aligns with current practices and other pieces of legislation. Bill 8 would update the Conflict of Interests Act, the Estate Administration Act, the Trustee Act, the Jury Act, the Justice of the Peace Act, and the Court of King's Bench Act. Following a recommendation from Alberta's Ethics Commissioner, amendments to the Conflict of Interest Act would suspend investigations by the Ethics Commissioner during the period leading up to a general election. Further amendments to the Conflict of Interest Act would move dollar limits and rules for elected officials receiving gifts into the regulation. This change would provide flexibility for adjusting the limits to reflect current costs. An amendment to the Trustee Act would clarify the definition of an incapacitated person. It would clarify that a person is an incapacitated person when that person has an attorney acting under the Power of Attorney Act and the person is unable to make decisions about financial matters by reasons of mental disability. The Estate Administration Act would make the requirements for an Albertan acting as a personal representative in the administration of an estate person's estate clearer and easier to understand. The Estate Administration Act is often given out by wills and estates lawyers to personal representatives or persons being asked to be named as a personal representative in a will to explain the role and responsibilities. Self-represented persons re rely on a how-to manual to administer estates in Alberta. The Act provide guide, provides guidance to beneficiaries on roles and responsibilities of a personal representative in administering an estate as well. The proposed amendments would make clear which requirements in the new Trustee Act, such as the prudent investor rules or the delegation of agent provisions, apply to a personal representative and which requirement will continue from the prior Trustee Act. To help provide clarity and increase Albertans' access to justice, amendments to the Jury Act would replace a reference to summary trial with streamlined trial. This change supports a new streamlined trial process for civil and family matters in the Court of King's Bench. The streamlined trial would replace the seldom used summary trial and take effect on January 1st, 2024. A streamlined trial differs from other forms of trial by relying primarily on written evidence rather than oral evidence. This allows court resources to be used more efficiently and frees up more time. To support this change, the Jury Act is being amended to replace a reference to the summary trial with streamlined trial. To further help improve access to justice for Albertans, proposed amendments to the Justice of the Peace Act would temporarily increase the maximum number of terms a Justice of the Peace can serve. This would allow justice of, uh, Justices of the Peace, whose terms would be expiring, to continue working while additional appointments are being made. Amendments to the Court of King's Bench Act would increase the number of other judges in the Act from 74 to 80. Other judges are full-time justices other than the Chief and Associate Chief Justices. 
the court, court currently has 80 positions for other judges as a result of increases made by orders in council since 2001. Updating the number of other judges in the legislation to, will provide clarity on the actual current number of positions of the court. Together, these amendments will make it easier for Albertans to access important legal services and ensure our legislation is up to date. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll now move over to the Q&A portion of this avail, um, starting from the floor before we move over to the phone lines. We encourage you to please ask one question and one follow-up. Hi, Emmanuel Prince with Radio Canada. Uh, about the commission, uh, Conflict of Interest Act, do you feel like this amendment would keep potentially important information from the voters in future elections? I don't think that it will do that. That's certainly not the intention. The amendments are designed to incorporate the recommendations that the Ethics Commissioner herself provided to us in, in a report that we recently received. Those two recommendations were namely to provide governance training to MLAs and to provide guidelines to the Premier on the relationship between Executive Council and the Attorney General. In addition to that, however, the Ethics Commissioner also provided for uh, the recommendation that uh, suspending investigations during an election period is uh, something that she herself would like to see happen. This is not unique to Alberta. This is uh, a, um, a provisions that have been made in other provinces as well. And there are always other uh, mechanisms in place to make sure that uh, elected officials remain accountable to the public. And uh, why is your government not uh, why is your government replacing Commissioner Trussler in her role? Sorry, one Commissioner Trussler. Yes, she's being replaced in her role as it. So the the review of the Office of the Ethics Commissioner and the Ethics Commissioner uh, come up for review every five years. Uh, this is put to an independent committee uh, made up of a multipartisan members of the assembly who voted to simply open up a search for uh, an ethics commissioner. Uh, the existing ethics commissioner is not precluded from applying for that role. Uh, certainly, if uh, that is uh, her desire, then we certainly would uh, would be happy to see that. But um, again, it's uh, open to anybody who's interested, and the committee will then undertake to uh, to review those applicants. Any more questions from the floor? Okay, we'll now take questions from the phone line. First caller, please. Catherine Grigowski, operator today. I think this is my question. So it's extremely routine that um, increases to the limits of gifts and other changes come back to the legislature. In fact, uh, there's a motion on the order of paper for the committee to review the conflicts of interest. Why move this regulation? So if um, if I understand your question correctly, uh, moving it to regulation, I think, is a move that is reflective of a number of different things that our government is doing to move things uh, away from requiring a complete uh, legislative amendment or overhaul and into regulations where they can be dealt with in a more expeditious manner. Having it in the regulations is simply a routine matter. Um, it is a... Uh, 
it is a gives us an, the ability to move with the current times when and if it's required. Um, it will allow for for changes to happen uh, that reflect the current landscape and environment of those times. We know that this uh, particular uh, section has not been amended for a decade or reviewed, and so we're going to move it to regulation to allow for any, the government of the day to make changes as it sees appropriate uh, through the process of amending a regulation. Do you have a follow-up? Okay, um, yes, please. Um, you, you mentioned it's not just about increasing the uh, limits of this, but it's also changes to the rules. Could you please give me an example of what rules are too restrictive right now and, and why that would need to be changed in regulation as opposed to amending the legislation? So the only change being made uh, are the ones that I referenced in, in this particular um, presentation, and that would be to uh, move the monetary limits into regulation. Uh, those are the ones that we are uh, seeking to move uh, by way of this amendment into the regulation. Um, there are no other changes to the Conflict of Interest Act currently except for the ones that are incorporating the Ethics Commissioner uh, recommendations. Operator, next caller, please. Paige Parsons, CBC. Hi there. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Um, back to the, uh, the recommendation uh, from the um, ethics commissioner. Uh, presumably, like you think it's a good recommendation, you've decided to adopt it. But what what are the as the you know minister of justice? What are the benefits you see to this change? Like what are the advantages to making it from your perspective? Well, first and foremost, I think it highlights uh, the uh, the fact that this government is taking the recommendations of the ethics commissioner seriously. I think that the the report that came out provided good guidance to the legislative assembly and to this government, and we're certainly uh, happy to incorporate the the changes made by the rec uh, the ethics commissioner on these uh, on these recommendations into into legislation. Um, when when it comes to talking a little bit about uh, the the reasons for it, I think the ethics commissioner outlined some of the important reasons, and that is putting um, that office in a difficult position uh, based on allegations of, of that time are, are difficult and probably inconsistent with what the ethics commissioner would like to see. Uh, certainly, uh, the speaker's office also as well would uh, would prefer not being put in these types of situations. Um, voters are entitled to have uh, or voters are entitled to proceed during an election without undue influence. Uh, this these amendments help eliminate some of those uh, some of those influences. Thank you. And a uh, slightly different topic, but given the recent protests sparked by the Israel-Hamas war, is the government considering any changes to our laws governing hate speech? Uh, I, I'm not aware of any at this time. Operator, would you put through the last caller, please? There are no other questions in the queue at this time. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you all.